0: can't leave that gospel alone without bringing something personal to start. It's not the whole homily, but it's to start. The last phrase of Luke's Beatitudes, this is Luke's version of the Beatitudes. Woe to you when all speak well of you, for their ancestors treated the false prophets the same way. <laughs> My mother taught me great theology, great Sicilian wisdom, And she had an eighth grade education, but she was wise, and she knew how to deal with the world. And when her son decides to go to the seminary, she supports him, me, and so did my father. And the day they took me to the seminary, my mother turned around and said, I have something to tell you. You give people as much power over you as you want them to have. Okay, I stored it away, I didn't question it. Years later, when I was preaching in Baltimore where I was doing my diaconate for that year, the homily was given, I was the homilist, and at the end of mass, Many people came, said some nice things. And one guy said, because the example I had used had to do something with finance, and I don't know anything about finance. And he said, uh, Lou, he said, do you know anything about finance? He was like a pushy pain in the neck. I said, do I know anything about finance? No, and jokingly, I said, no. I said, as a matter of fact, my my bank book is never balanced because I don't do numbers. I thought that was funny. He did, not, he did not smile. He says, well, then you shouldn't have used that example in your homily. Now, I forgot what I used. I forgot what the example is, I said, oh. Now, here you have a, a young deacon, enthusiastic, most people, a nice, cute guy, you know, thank you very much. At the end of Mass, oh, that was nice that you said that. All these nice compliments, but that one got right to my heart. So I said to my supervisor at the end of Mass, what happened? And he said, Lou, next Sunday, is Palm Sunday. Let's talk after that Mass at night. Have dinner and we'll talk. Okay, I got to wait a week, but okay. So Sunday night comes. We have the Palm Sunday celebration, and Dennis says, "I want to bring up what you said to me last week." Oh yeah, that you know that guy. He says, "Don't worry about that guy." He said, "Did you hear the Gospel today?" And of course, it was Jesus before Pontius Pilate. And, and when Pilate says, what am I going to do with this guy? And they said, crucify him, crucify him. Okay. And he says, those same people, when Jesus came to the gates of Jerusalem, what did they say? Hail Jesus. Hey, Jesus. Hosanna, Jesus. He says, the same people praised him who condemned him. It clicked in my head going back to the day my parents took me to the seminary. You give people as much power over you as you want them to have. And Dennis said, those who praise you will also condemn you. So don't get invested in a big head when people praise you. Don't stop praising me if you want to, though. That's a a P.S. But it's right here. Jesus predicted that. He said, woe to you when everybody speaks well of you. That they're liars. He said, because they did that also to the prophets. They praised the prophets when the prophets said something they liked, and they condemned the same prophets when they said things that, that condemned them and their behaviors, and they didn't like. So that, that's my jumping off point. That's not the homily, by the way. That's only the... <laughs> Get ready. Get ready. The reading from Jeremiah is my launching point. It's, it's agrarian. It's in the country. It's using metaphors of water and plantings. And Jeremiah says, Cursed is the one who trusts in human beings and who seeks their strength in flesh, but whose hearts turn away from the Lord. He goes on and gives an example. That person is like a barren bush in the desert and enjoys no change of season, but stands as waste. We're talking about rot and we're talking about flourishing. The whole of the scriptures today from the gospel back to Jeremiah, even, even Paul's letters to the Corinthians encouraging us to do what we do because of the faith we have in Jesus who is alive, encourages us to put everything in perspective. And we have an option. We have an option to flourish as Christians or to rot. I guess there's a, there's a, a middle ground there, but I'd rather go right to the rot. Right to the end. Because we as Christians are dependent upon the fact that we believe Jesus is alive. Get that in. Jesus is alive. Conquered death. That's our foundation. And life teaches us that we have many routes that we can choose. And if we choose one route, That Jeremiah is saying, accursed, it leads to rot. Everything bad. If we choose the other route, it's not going to be easy, but it's going to be flourishing. It's going to be an assurance that God is with us. It's going to be a relationship that I, every one of us, has with Jesus and keeps us positive and keeps us respectful. People influence us. My mother knew that, eighth grade education. People influence us. So don't get high and mighty when people praise you for your misdeeds. Because you're a really good thief. Or because you're a really nasty politician. Or because you really stand out and hate people and are prejudiced and disrespectful. They'll praise you. Oh, they'll praise you. Because you're a loudmouth, because you're, you're antagonistic toward this, the crowds, and because you're not going to follow that, that teaching of, of that Jesus Christ who told us to love the poor, who told us to feed the hungry. He says it himself in the Gospel of Luke. This is Luke's version of what we traditionally call the Beatitudes. Those of you who are rich, Let's be clear. I have a few bucks in my pocket. We all do. We're here. But that's not the kind of rich he's talking about. The kind of rich that Jesus is talking about is narcissistic rich. In other words, I keep what I make for myself and share it with no one. And my money is mine and I made it and and I'm going to run my life the way I want to run it. Jesus says, woe to you who are so infatuated with your position in life. Woe to you who have made it. And disregard the poor. And disregard the the outcast. And disregard the street people. Because you'll get yours. You have your happiness now. But you will weep. Watch out for the people who, who are hail fellow, well met. Hey, come on, gathering, happy people. Oh, poor? No, no, we can't look at the poor. We, we can't invite them near us. We, we, we have to be above them. Lent is coming in a few weeks. And traditionally, we do something special for Lent don't think about the poor. Don't, don't give up a meal and, and put it as, money aside for the poor at the end of the season so you can feed them. No, don't worry about that. That's the kind of person Jesus is condemning and he says, you're filled now, but you will be hungry. You got what you want now? My grandmother would say, food, choke on it. Got to bring grandma into this everywhere. And those of you who laugh and are self-centered and can't consider anybody else's feelings or the reality of our world, open the newspaper, read the Twitters, read the, the Facebook. We have people in Afghanistan suffering an unwieldy torture. We have women who have less than no rights We have people in our own streets who are hungry. We have the proliferation of guns and violence in our own city. Yes, our own country. Yes, the world. But they're right here around us. Ignore that. Go about your business. And Jesus says, you will weep later. If you don't care for people now, don't worry, you'll be in the position where God will not care for you. It's Jesus, not me. He gives us the Beatitudes differently than Matthew gave us. And he, I love that, that phrase. My mother didn't read the scriptures, I'm sure. She didn't say, give people as much power over us as we want them to have. But we give ourselves away When we follow what is wrong, when we follow what is prejudiced, when we follow what is greedy, we give ourselves away. We lose ourselves in order to be unconsciously, narcissistically rich. And Jesus is saying, they praise the false prophets the same way they're praising you for what you're not doing. For how you're not keeping the law. Jeremiah and Luke are referring to the old law. We have the new law, Jesus, but they respected the old law. And the old law was the Decalogue, the Ten Commandments that you know, and many other laws, that Jesus fulfilled. So when we say law, we, re- we remind ourselves that we're speaking about Jesus' law. And you know Jesus' law love the Lord your God with your whole heart, your whole mind, and your neighbor as yourself. That's the law we're talking about. If, you put, if we put everything else aside and include that law, and we move that aside, then the law I follow is my law. The, the criteria of life I follow are mine. The, the, the way I run my life, the lack of concern is mine. Jesus and Jesus said you get yours because they treated the false prophet that way they'll treat you that way oh you'll make it big oh you'll make a name for yourself and not to be nasty we're in church but it's appropriate place for it and you could take that name and go to hell with it is basically what Jesus is saying. We go back to Jeremiah. We have the option to flourish or rot. The second part of what we call the woes of Luke's Gospel are methods to rot. Methods of hate, methods of prejudice, methods of greed. You wanna rot, Follow, follow the woes, follow the woes because they'll lead us right directly to hell. No consolation. Greed, happiness at the cost of other people's feelings, ridiculous behaviors and prejudice. Follow them, follow them. Go ahead, go, go for it. And you'll rot. Sounds like I'm saying this. It's Jeremiah, and I'm paraphrasing it. But you know we need to hear this. You know we're grateful to Jeremiah because he puts it the way it is and he did not have it easy. Even in his own time, he was, he was ridiculed. They threw him down a, a cistern once. The kings just weren't doing it. Just clarification, the kings of Israel were like priests. They were supposed to be reverent to the running of the government of Israel, but also reverent, as reverent to the, the law of God. So their word was supposed to be legal, and religious at the same time. We don't run our government that way, but that's how Israel ran its government. So when Jeremiah says that they're screwing up badly, he's not saying that you're making a political pacts with enemies, you're getting into you know, diplomatic bed with people who are condoning the prejudice, you're honoring a nation that kills its own through genocide, it's going on today in our own world, and the Lord is telling us Jeremiah is speaking to us. He's not speaking to antiquity only. Of course, it is the Word of God, and the Word of God is alive. But if you want to be someone who flourishes in the faith, don't trust in only human values, be judicious. Be cautious. Who am I following? What's his or her political agenda? Go for a discernment, an intelligence, not the wave of society. Seek, seek your strength in flesh, and you're guaranteed to rot. Seek your strength in the Lord, then you're like a bush planted in, in a, a desert, flourishing, Bring it back to the United States, bring it back to our own country, bring it back to our own neighborhood, our own homes. When we are just and appropriate and loving and forgiving, and and these things are a pain in the neck to experience, aren't they? It's easy to knock someone down than forgive him. It's easier to give someone the finger finger when you're driving than, than excuse them. There's so many things. It's easier to walk over the the body of a a suffering person than to assist in any way. Those things are easy. But for the Christian, a means of rotting. For the Christian, we're meant to lift up the poor. We're meant to, to, to make our faith in our home, in our neighborhood, in our church flourish flourish through food through generosity through love through greeting there are people here at, at the parish that are greeters it's been low key because of pandemic and all that stuff but but you you know there's a regular group of people who are greeters all of us are supposed to be greeters All of us are supposed to be welcoming. We are members of the body of Christ. You welcome one person, you're welcoming Jesus Christ. You curse one person, you curse Jesus Christ. We are meant to flourish, not rot. Paul reminds us there's a reason for that. Jesus is. Jesus is alive. Jesus is right here. And I don't mean me standing here. I mean Jesus present with all of us. That's why my values should be Christian oriented. That's why my my goal in life should not be me, 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 but Christ first. And what would Christ do? What would Christ have me do as I meet the challenges? And I always like to start with the family because sometimes we love our families, but they're all challenging to us sometimes so we got to reevaluate wait a minute they are people just like i'm a people and they have feelings just like i have feelings and my job as a christian is to be respectful and loving and forgiving and if i could do it there in a home i can do it in the neighborhood i can do it in the street i can do it in the political box so we have a choice flourish or rot